Welcome one, welcome all. We are live today with Berry Flow Upstream number 51. Guys, that puts us one episode away from our 52nd episode in one year anniversary. I believe first upstream was on Father's Day, I want to say the 15th of last year. It's kind of crazy how many casts we've done and done it basically every week, barring like a holiday here or there. Uh, I want to welcome in our cast. Today we have Marco Miranda. The designer behind Pooter Mobile, maybe are familiar with those wallpapers. How are you doing, Marco? Doing good, man. Uh, it's actually good to be back on Berry Flow Upstream. Uh, the second time, the last time I was here was a year ago. It's crazy. I, I wanted to bring it full circle for you, man. It's good to have you on again. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> here as well, we're with editor in chief of Crackberry, Blaze. How you doing, man? Can't complain. A little hungry, but you know. <laughs> I hear you. I just had a bowl of cereal right before coming on. You know, I had to get something in me. <laughs> As well, we have two others on cast today. We have Alex Bass, Cyberbytes Design, and Darius Stokes. What's up? What's up? Great to have everybody on. It's kind of nice to have you guys because we've got a lot to talk about, right? This has been a pretty heavy, heavy overall week for us in terms of BlackBerry news. 10.3.2 is hitting OTA on devices. We've got Blend. Material design on BBM and Android, so we got a lot to kind of touch on. Um, I want to get started. Let's talk about this material design or redesign, rather, for Android version of BBM. Uh, I've got it loaded here on Alex. He wants to play us the video that he sourced earlier. <laughs> play it through, Alex, and kind of talk us through what we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, as you can see, it's it's they did material the way that you'd expect them to. <clears throat> it has the kind of floating signature action kind of in the bottom right corner on some of the frames, and it really looks, you know, what we're used to, just, you know, Androidized, materialized, and I think it looks really nice. Um, it's kind of funny, though, because, like, everything is kind of accessible from the top, so you kind of have to reach to do it, but at the same time, you can slide left and right, so, and then you can swipe from the left bezel, and then you can access the overflow menu, so even though everything's kind of at the top, you can still access most of it from anywhere, um, but... I think it looks really nice. I would be really happy to be an Android user in, in getting this. Um, I won't feel bad about asking my Android friends to download BBM anymore. So. Well, I think that's the thing is because it now it, it looks like an Android app. And yep. realistically, BlackBerry should have done that from the beginning. I mean, at that point in time, material design wasn't necessarily, you know, a thing. But they still should have adapted BBM to each individual platform, like... Like we see on Windows Phone now, it adapts to the Windows Phone platform. And on iOS, it's starting to adapt to iOS a little bit more. But I think the uh, the material design version of it actually looks really great. And, you know, it's, it's what BlackBerry should have done from the beginning. Adapt each version of BBM to the platform that they're on. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I know with um, Android M that's coming out fairly soon... They also improved a lot of notifications and then also, like, um, app permissions and stuff. So I'd be really curious if, if they stay really up-to-date and they integrate notifications really nicely with BBM, and then it might be an incredibly awesome experience um, to have BBM on Android once Android M comes, or even right now with Material coming out fairly soon. So it's exciting. It definitely is, and this is following, I mean, we've had the native look and feel on BlackBerry the whole entire time, right? It's always gone with the kind of Cascade-style UI, 
But Windows was actually the first to get a fully native yeah. kind of look and feel. And it's it's interesting that now they're kind of going across the board. They updated oh, the iOS clients a little bit. It kind of blends the BB10 UI and kind of a little bit of the clear aesthetic of uh, iOS. But really, Windows was the first to, to see this in full. What do you guys think? Are you kind of envious of the design, or do you prefer the BB10 version better? I want to shoot this one at Marco, because he's the designer, right? What, what, what catches your eye more, Marco? Is it kind of the, the Android material design aesthetic, or what BlackBerry 10 has going with the native Cascades UI? Well, I mean, as far as, like, multitasking, I really love Cascades. Um, but uh, this Android design, it looks really, it looks really easy to use. It's... Uh, I mean, as far as using it on BB, I'm on a BlackBerry 10 phone. I mean, you're already going to be used to the UI, with uh, you know, with the whole UI of all the the OS. So I mean, I guess it just depends on what phone you're on. And like uh, like Chris said, um, you know, it's good that that they're doing that now. It should have been there from the beginning, so users could get used to it already that are on Android. Um, I like I like the smooth design of it, uh, clean design of it. Uh, I don't know. I think I prefer Cascades. I really like how Cascades works because it's really a one-handed use. I mean, with this one, it's a one-handed use as well. But since I'm already used to like all the other apps on BlackBerry 10 having Cascades, I really like that. But uh, I think Android users are going to be really happy for, with this update. It just brings a lot of cohesion, right? The same paradigm they're kind of getting used to with what's to come of Android. Now BlackBerry's ready with kind of a, a solid version for that design mentality. I, I agree with you, though. Cascades is where it's at, man. I, there's something about, like, you know, as Alex kind of mentioned, where you have to reach to the top for some of those actions, otherwise slide between. All of that is always at the bottom on BB10. And, like, at least on Passport, I know Chris can attest to this, and Darius as well. On Passport, BBM, all the little icons go all the way across the bottom of the screen. So there's no hidden yeah. menu. Everything is literally one press away, which I, I personally really like. I don't have to go like sliding between things. Everything has its own place, and everything's you know easy and well accessible and organized. Yeah, it but, being at the top seems like it would be a pain in the ass for like say for you know a big phone like a Galaxy Note or. I don't know what's uh, a Nexus Six like. That's a really tall phone, and you have to like go all the way to the top. So yeah, I mean, which is why you can slide left and right. Um, realistically, it's like say that you're in the chat area and you want to get over to groups. Then yeah, you have to swipe left like three times, so it's redundant. Um, but if you're just going between chat and feeds, then it's really you know pretty nice, convenient way to do it. Um, definitely a little bit of a trade-off, but I think it it looks really nice at the very least. It's, it's, I find it also kind of funny, guys, that they came out with BBM on Android Wear before they came with a native look and feel for the actual yeah. app, which to me is kind of ironic but also kind of cool at the same time. Because it, it, it shows, I think, in a way that BlackBerry is very forward-looking with where the market is going and where they want themselves to be as the market kind of grows to those different verticals, right? They put the smartwatch application first because they know they could get a lot of penetration without having to totally rebuild the base app, right? You can just push the notifications over there and whatnot. It was and smart also, to integrate that way. Also helps with word of, word of mouth, too, because if there's other applications that are being announced around the exact same time, of course you want to try and be a part of that conversation. So, you know, it, it came at, at a pretty good time 
for them to go ahead and announce it, even if it wasn't necessarily something that everybody was interested in. At least they were there. At least they were part of the conversation. I'm glad it's finally come, right? At, at least. Would you guys? Do you guys think? I've seen the iOS version before, a couple of times. It, it seems pretty updated, but it still kind of feels like the BB10 app, right? You still kind of have a lot of that same user interface and paradigm. Do you think there should be something more for iOS? Maybe because they're kind of pending an update later this year, right? You know, I I feel like from the people who I've spoke to who have at least tried BM, BBM on iOS, it's more of um, the integration that they kind of have a problem with, not so much like the look of the app, that it's like when you get a message, they want it to be very easy to access. Uh, people on, on iOS just like using iMessage, and if you don't have iMessage, they'll text message. So it's like if you can make it as integrated to where instead of texting me, just BBM me. The biggest problem I have right now is a lot of my friends, they would rather text me than they would BBM me. And it's kind of ridiculous, but it seems like it's more so the integration than it is like, oh, this is a pretty app. I want to use this because it looks nice. It, it kind of falls all over the place. And Darius, maybe you can speak on this for us, man. I mean, it, it, there's there's kind of core capabilities that they design for every single application. So, for instance, on the Windows version, you can pin a conversation as a live tile on the yeah, home screen, right? On the Android version, you have Android Wear connectivity through the application, right? On the iOS version, barring you have a Touch ID, you can actually unlock the app with your fingerprint. I mean, there's a lot of cool kind of additions but what do we have on BB10? Darius, what do we have? Tell, remind the people what we have here on BB10. BBM video, that's about it. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and, I mean, I don't really think that's, like, leverage. I, I don't know why that feature isn't even still on iOS and Android. That's pretty ridiculous if you ask me. But I think, like, the attention has definitely been for Android and iOS. I think at first, when it was first released, it was more like, okay, let's just get it on the platforms right now. And then we'll kind of worry about uh, giving it, it the native feel to its platform later. So now that's what they've done. They've, you know, given the iOS version its native feel, it feels like an iOS app now. And now you have the Android version with the uh, material design update. It feels like an Android app now. Uh, but I've always felt like BBM is just, it's been overdue for UI overall as far as BB10 is considered for a while now. Um, like, it's not even, like, gesture-friendly if you think about it. Like, let's say you're within BBM, right, and I'm at the home screen where all my chats are at. Why am I not able to slide, like, left to right to go through my feeds, contacts, groups, channels, and et cetera, unless I'm inside of a chat or I'm inside of a channel looking at posts? You know, like, things of that nature. I'm, I'm not really sure as to why I'm un, un, I am unable to do such. Um... But I just feel like it's it's a it's a UI uh, change that's needed for the BlackBerry 10 version. Um, but bring video to the cross-platform versions with iOS and Android. Um, and you know, of course, we already know that channels has been like that thorn in our side for the longest. Uh, that needs a little of attention as as well. But um, I feel like it does need some of those gesture uh, features within the application. I really do feel like it needs that. Uh, I know it is. I know it is for the Android version, the iOS version, right? Like you're able to slide within the app um, we're using gestures and whatnot. But I don't know. Like I said, I just feel like I think you should be able to slide left to right and go through each one of uh, the options and features throughout um, BBM on BlackBerry 10. I don't know. I just feel like it's something that should have been there, if you ask me. 
I want to mention I want to mention a comment from one of our BPM channel subscribers, who who loves Brandon. I think I think that's <laughs> I think they come on just to see Brandon, and he's he's never here. I, I don't know Brandon's always busy. These last two ones, he's he said something come up. But White Raven mentions I'm in the camp that a unified BBM interface across all OSs is better. BBM as a carrier of BlackBerry's personality and development costs may be lower. I, I mean. Here's, here's how I feel. I kind of vibe with that because, in my opinion, BBM was that thing that should advertise BlackBerry, right? It should showcase those features. I think many, many upstreams ago I mentioned, you know, on the BBM app I should have the, the BlackBerry 10 keyboard but only in the BBM app, like design it in. So when I'm in the BBM app I have to use your keyboard or at least it's an, a toggle option, right? Sell me that through the BBM shop or, or something, right? Extend some of your capabilities through BBM to enhance the overall experience. See if now with John Chen, they're all like, let's just do that all the way, right? Let's just put all our apps on those platforms and sell them through enterprise. But John Chen, in his interview, actually his collaboration on with the in uh, in his latest, it was like a hour long segment that he did. It was very interesting that he was very open in saying BBM should be in the enterprise, like it should not be in the consumer space. This is a highly secure chat system, like <laughs> it's not a WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger wannabe at, in any way. Yet we kind of hold it to those standards from a design perspective, as, as you clearly see with the update and as well. And some of the other facets of BBM, the way we use it, message retraction, stickers, all that, right? It's almost yeah. like it's trying to fight two battles and, and maybe it's not necessarily winning it either right now. But with BBM protected, BBM meetings, and more of the stuff leveraged over that way, hopefully they can continue building on it. Yeah, that's that's really true that you bring that up because realistically, BlackBerry used to be fully enterprise, and they got dragged in the consumer market. Well, BBM was used internally for BlackBerry for business enterprise, and it kind of got dragged in, you know, the consumer market because they're like, we actually have something that's pretty smart. Like, why don't we? try and do something with it. So it seems like everything great that BlackBerry makes in Enterprise gets dragged in the consumer market. They start getting confused, and then it's like, well, what are we going to do? But this is like their history. It just seems to keep I, happening. I think we all can agree, Alex, that BBM music needs to just get pulled into the Enterprise. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Oh, God. It's yeah. funny because like I know at WWDC, we're going to see Apple's streaming. And it's like, yo, BBM was there like... Yeah. Forever ago, like so right. long ago. Right. It, it just the cycles we go through. It seems like BlackBerry's always been there, but maybe not at the right time. Yep. Right. Maybe yeah. that's the the losing signal uh, story to tell, right? <laughs> Chris, have you finished the book? Have you gone into it very deep, or? Uh, I'm about halfway through it. How is, how, how is it so far for, for maybe some of the, those watching who may, might be interested in the book? I've not looked open, scratched the surface of it yet. I mean. A lot of it is, if you've been following BlackBerry for the past few years, a lot of it is pretty much known. I mean, they don't necessarily go into any real deep conversations or anything like that, but they did have access to Lazaridis and Bocilli, which, you know, gave them gave them some choice quotes for the for the book. Um, it's really interesting at the beginning. I'm around the middle, and I did sort of like skim to the end, but you can tell just by even just skimming over it that they sort of they sort of lose steam at the end. That's that's where their story sort of dies out because, you know, they start talking about Thorsten and, you know, whether or not it, it was he was rushed into the position and whether or not it was, you know, a mutual decision all the way across the board because apparently, apparently, I forget which actual direction it was, but 
apparently Lazaridis made Thorsten, like he had it in his mind that Thorsten was going to be the next CEO before he actually talked it over with Baltzilli or vice versa, something like that. Uh, but anyways, it, it, it makes it seem like it wasn't necessarily a mutual decision in regards to timing of when Thorsten would be made CEO. But after that, it, it that's where it ends. It just it dies out after after they they talk about Thorsten and how he came into the position of the CEO. After that, there's there's nothing like Thorsten is Thorsten is one of my favorite BlackBerry CEOs. And and, <laughs> and to be honest, it's because he was he was the one guy who was like literally put here it is, deal with it, you know, make yeah. it make it happen, make it make it fly or make it fall. But you need to be the one to own it, whatever it is to happen, right? I've said it before. I think. And you know, there's there's people that have have come out and disagreed with me, but I believe he was he was pretty much set up to be the fall guy. He was like, you know, he, he, it's kind of like taking over over as president if, after your 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 previous yeah. president screwed it up so bad that there there's no no hope of return, right? Like he he did what he did with what he had, and you know, it just ended up the way that it is. He he. He may be regarded as a bad CEO by some people, but I think he did what he had to do. And you know, in, in terms of what he was, what he had to accomplish, he he did well with it. I mean, I don't know if there's if there's too many people out there that could be put in that position and deal with that much crap at that point in time the way that he did. So it's interesting, Blaze, that you mentioned that because for me, and and I know we all kind of felt that same push and presence. He was part of a BlackBerry that was so much different than the one we 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 face today, right? Yeah. There was a BlackBerry that flew people across the ocean for events. <laughs> there was a BlackBerry that you know threw devices here and there. There was a there was a, there was a BlackBerry that marketed guys. I know you don't remember it, but this this is a BlackBerry that existed. This is a BlackBerry that you know followed John Mayer on tour. You know, this is a BlackBerry who had Alicia Keys on stage as a creative director. This is a company that's gone through so many different changes, and as they refocus on enterprise, I think at this point in time, John Chen is the best candidate for it, right? Yeah. This this guy is all about the back end. You know what? It's kind of funny. It, it's funny you said it, right? Because like, I feel like when when Dawson Hines came in, right, it, it he was a good CEO. I, I really feel like he catches a lot of flack because of the position where BlackBerry was at, but it wasn't his fault. You know, I mean, it's just he came in at a dark period, but. All right, let's let's reverse the roles, right? Let's say like John Chen came in at that time, right? I think he could have saved BlackBerry a, 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 a way larger headache than what they went through, um, and I think the profitability definitely would have been there right now. And then you put Thorson Hines in in the position now, and you start getting the marketing, and you start getting the push in terms of like really having the uh, employees, the the designers, the developers. Of uh, the OS itself, um, you know, really pushing them to put out more, um, you know, give the consumers more as well as giving the enterprise more as well. So it's kind of like, let's say, you know, the, the principles that Chin is setting now, if they were set then and then, you know, Thorsten Hines is there now, I really feel like you're going to be getting the Blackberry that people are asking for. But unfortunately, he just came in at a bad time, and you know he just caught a lot of flat because of the position that they're in. But like as mentioned, is you no, know, it, it it just wasn't his fault. You know, what I mean, it really wasn't his fault. He but just, who, he whose fault was it that BlackBerry Ten came to market when it did? Who's to say they couldn't have taken another year? Right? Well, I don't think it. I don't think kept it slim. I don't think it because right now John Chen is taking Torsten Hines' core program, 
but right. he's doing it like to the umph team, right. right? He's slimmed down so much of the operational cost. A year ago, this company was blowing 1.2 billion a quarter. Right. Now down to a couple hundred million. I mean, the same kind of you know tightening of the budget is what happened. Right. It happened under Heinz, and it's only happened even more under Chen. This is so, the thing. It wasn't necessary Heinz, you know, for I, I listen. I thank him for bringing BlackBerry 10 when he did. It couldn't have took. BlackBerry wouldn't have survived another year. I don't think it would have survived another couple months, to be honest with you. Um, it, it should have happened earlier. I mean, it, it was something that had already been in the works, and I felt like it just was put to the wayside, and it wasn't given that, you know, TLC like as it needed. I think Torsten Hines, he really did that. He gave it that TLC, and he made he, – he kind of demanded the work ethic from the employees to really give it that attention that it needed for that time. Um, and bringing it out, was the OS immature? It was. It, it, it matured very quickly, though, without a doubt. I mean, you received, what, like four updates over the course of like a year, which is crazy. Um, but it's just a simple fact that he really had to push the pedal to the metal and get things turning for BlackBerry because I really don't think if I think I Darius, I agree with you. I think the what's 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 different about Heinz is the where he's putting that pedal down. You know, right. John Chen's putting the pedal down, and it's almost right. like through the ground in terms of <laughs> yeah. enterprise, right? Like we're going right. there. We've got three acquisitions. We're on the path to building right. growth. Heinz put the pedal in the consumer. He's like. We can win this market again, you know. Right, he was right. so, I think, maybe hyper focused, yeah. maybe in a maybe in a Lazaridis kind of way, right? There were things this he did. the baby. We want it to be successful in the same way it was. We want it right. back. There were things he did, you know. He didn't do things completely the right way, but I think it's like if you want to look at his overall percentage in a hundred percentile marking, I think sixty percent of what he did was great. The other forty, you know, is kind of like <laughs> question. The other, the other forty was Alicia Keys. I mean, right. I get you. It's not just. I just, you know, but it was like going towards the consumer. Um, I mean, like the sixty percent was bringing you BlackBerry Ten. All right, the forty percent where he messed up was was really burning a lot of cash, focusing on the consumer instead of getting back to their roots and trying to, you know, put plugs in where BlackBerry was bleeding that in, in terms of cash. And, I mean, that's pretty much where Chinas came in and pretty much uh, have adjusted those things, you know, stop the bleeding, trying to get that profitability. Thorsten, I just, I just want to say to you, to you and Brightstar, I appreciate the four Z10s yes. I got at BlackBerry Live. <laughs> You gave us the passport. He, he, that was right. that was the idea he had. That he gave us the passport. You know what I'm saying? And that's been Chin's like brainchild. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you gotta understand. Like Thorsten did a lot of great things. He did I don't think Chin things. would be in such a good position if it wasn't necessarily no, thank you. for no, Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. You sum it, you sum it up. The topics killed. The horse is dead. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about what John Chen is doing. Right. Tu Detroit big embedded conference. And we have the guys at QNX there. They're showing off a couple of new things, partnerships with Intel, expanding on the smart cars of the future, the connected vehicles of the future. Previously, we had heard talks about BlackBerry machine-to-machine, -machine, and now they're actually bringing that about with a IoT platform, which BlackBerry already announced at CES, now being able to support over-the-air updates for vehicles. And it's very interesting. These over-the-air updates do more than just update. You can actually push a QNX installation over the air to actually install the whole, whole host OS hardware and all that stuff. It's very, very cool, the kind of capability. As well, they mentioned bringing cryptography, the elliptic curve cryptography into the cars. 
So a lot of stuff they're playing into, right? They're taking that security pedigree and now building it into embedded. There's a lot to be said about that, right? Smart cars are obviously going to be the future. Smart devices, period, expanding on the kind of functionality we get. Out of all the smart things that are out there, what's the thing that's smart you want the most? Is it, is it a functional smartwatch? Is it a connected car? Is it a connected kitchen or family living room or entertainment system? Or is it something different? Is it a, a, a wearable type device that extends your experience? Marco, I want to start with you, man. If you could have a, a QNX Dream device that was an embedded piece of your life, what would it be? You want an embedded solar power a panel on top of your house? Do you? What do, what do you want? What would you go for? Oh, man, I don't know. Because, I mean, as far as cars, I mean, I, I, I go, like, for the old school, you know what I mean? Like, I have a 73 out there in my yard that I'm fixing. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe, I think something, like, maybe something, that, like, in the house, you know, where you go into your house and your phone is already connected to your house and it's, it knows that you're home, and it turns on all the appliances that you need to be turned on, the the AC and all that. So I think you're like your entire house and like the appliances there. Um, and as far as when you're when you leave the house, anything that doesn't need to be used is just shut off and stuff like that. You know, um, that would be pretty cool. Or as far as me as a designer, maybe like a, I don't know, like a smart mirror where I could design my stuff and just transfer them out. Like, from my phone to the mirror in my room, you know, that, that would be awesome. See, that sounds astonishing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Darius, what about you, man? If you could have some smart embedded device, think, you know, think outside that box. Because so many things, I could put an embedded sensor in the tree outside my window and, you know, tell me what the weather's like, right? Right. What would you go for? Um, see, I'm going to kind of go with my profession, right? And, and I'm going to go with things in terms of the Army. So I really feel like on a day-to-day -day basis, because one, I work with Cunix, uh with my equipment that I work with. Um, but um, I, I, like I said, I'll stick with my profession, and I just feel like um, I would like, you know, some type of device that's kind of embedded, you know, that kind of tracks, uh, you know, equipment, rations. Um, I don't know. I mean, it can just it, it track it, the amount of water that you know soldiers could take in. I mean, there, so I like think there's like a, like a portable you know, connected inventory right, system that updates know, in right. real time. Exactly, and um, these are things that like the army kind of shows off at you know certain like conventions and but whatnot. never appear. <laughs> right. And uh, I know like they work with uh, you know Northrop Grumman who uh, designs a lot of different variety of things across the board for the army, whether it be weaponry, whether it be vehicles. Uh, gadgets of sorts, whatever. But I really feel like um, I would like to see something that that is kind of equivalent to that. You know, that really kind of tells soldiers what they need to do um, without them having to think to kind of keep their mind ahead on the mission that may be, you know, on the on the board for us. So um, I could see something like that, and I feel like that's a major scale. I feel like that's something in the future that um, I feel like BlackBerry should get kind of their hands dabbled in with. And, and really working with different countries and their militaries and, uh, you know, kind of a, a, uh, exploiting this technology, exploiting this software specifically and trying to implement it uh, some kind of way within military and not just the enterprise sector of the government itself, you know. All right, all right. So, so, so Darius wants... Blackberry to be Tony Stark. I get it, Darius. Right? Yeah, I mean, think about it though. Like, it has them, 
does it not have that potential though? You know, what it, I mean? it like, does. It kind of has. It's a fairy tale type of feel. They got rocket launchers, tanks, and nuclear power stations. <laughs> running QNX. I'm I mean, sure they can figure of, that out, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things I feel like you know you can do with QNX. It really is. What about you, Chris? What would uh, you want? This this embedded QNX thing. What what would what would it be? Much along the lines of Tony Stark. I want Tony Stark's house, basically. <laughs> I want things to be connected. I want like like Marco said, you know, um, save me power when I leave my house, turn off my lights, know when I'm home, and, you know, set the right temperature and all that stuff that, that could basically, you know, help me in the long run, make my days a little bit easier. Now, I'm not talking like, you know, my fridge reminding me to essentially go ahead and pick up milk or anything like that. I think that's a little bit too invasive, but... Uh, you know, I just want I want things to to basically lower my cost of living and turn like I said turn turn my lights off and turn my lights on and you know turn things off that aren't necessarily in use. Like if my computer monitor is left on, I want it I want my house to know and just shut it off. Do we need Simple to install like do we need to install a QNX module in your electrical system? Yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, of course, the privacy issue comes at at a cost there as well, you know, everybody's wondering where is all this data going, who's hosting it, and so on and so forth, but I don't necessarily have too much, too many concerns with that if, as long as the organizations that are putting this stuff together are reliable and trustworthy, like, honestly, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily trust Google or Amazon with some of that stuff, uh, because, you know, listening in, so on and so forth. Microsoft, you know, there's people out there that, that won't buy an Xbox One with a Kinect because they fear yeah. that Microsoft's going to tap into their house. They are. Uh, they are. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, that's that's where I said just simple things to save me money. I don't I don't need my smartphone, my, my smart fridge telling me to pick up milk or anything like that, but I just want efficient stuff, stuff that helps me throughout the day. He's fine on milk, okay? We get, yeah, <laughs> I got milk. I got lots of milk. <laughs> I got milk. When I, when I pour it out and it's chunky, I know I need more. Thanks for the update. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of updates, Alex, tell us what your connected dream device or embedded machine would be. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys definitely brought up a lot of great points, and realistically, this is going to be something that they are going to have to sell us on. I think we could come up with great ideas right now, but they are the ones developing it and they're going to figure out, you know, this makes sense because of this and maybe we have no idea because, you know, that's where innovation comes from. Not necessarily a group of people discussing like we know what's going to happen. Um, but if you did force me to choose a few things, well, you know, there's time and money. You can't buy time with money. So yes, money is a great thing to save, for instance, turning off your house and everything, but what is the one thing, you know, time. I, I agree in any way, shape or form products that come out, services, anything that save you time. Uber is a time saver. This is why people love it. So one idea is, you know, we spend a, a third of our life asleep. So as stupid as it sounds, a smart bed, for instance, that somehow monitors uh, better when I am going into REM state or just something that allows me to not have to sleep as much or maybe allows me, you know, wakes me up at a certain time depending on how the traffic is if I need to get to work. Um, and I know that there are these smartwatches that kind of can monitor and do some of that stuff, but nothing has really been that great, and I know that there are also, like, masks that you can put on that will flash, like, lights to make you wake up at certain times and everything, but 
you know, something that automatically makes me breakfast. It knows mm -hmm. that I wake up and it makes me breakfast, so I don't have to waste, you know, 15, 20 minutes doing this. It's all little things that save my time. And I Alex, think, have you ever seen this thing that feed cats? Fill it with milk and cereal. Bam! There you go. <laughs> no QNX, just good old-fashioned battery. <laughs> yeah. No, but these are great ideas, guys. Right? And these are just kind of the the, the scraping surface of the areas that BlackBerry doesn't want to be, right? BlackBerry doesn't want to be on your kitchen stove or feeding you milk in the morning, right? It doesn't, it doesn't want to be part of those things. But it wants to be that secure channel, that secure layer behind all those transactions. Because as Chris mentioned, who can I really trust, right? I just watched Ex Machina and now I'm freaked out about like search <laughs> engines. So, you know, it's things like that are gonna, that are going to become prevailing for us in, in our society. So it's something that's very interesting to keep an eye on. As QNX is pushing auto-updates to vehicles through the BlackBerry IoT platform, BlackBerry, through their carrier partner platform, is actually pushing out an update of BlackBerry 10.3.2. John Chen had teased maybe a week or two ago, you know, we hear you, 10.3.1, you want it. Watch the space. We've watched the space, and here it is, guys. Kind of a meteor right in the middle of nowhere, right? I really did not think we were going to see this as a maintenance release, but here it is, right? And it's actually pretty good. Not only does it come with 10.3.2, but it also comes with a blend 1.2 update, and this is coming to all BB10 devices. So I'm going to share my screen here, and we'll kind of go through some of what uh, is new and improved with this particular update. So as you can see here, Blend, of course, is going to be the big UI change that's happened here, focusing on productivity, spelling, uh, direct reply, so you have instant notifications here. Anti-theft protection has been added into BlackBerry Protect. We've got camera Im improvements on light auto modes, face detection, reduced blur, etc. Calendar additions. We've got the Amazon App Store, of course, which is new with the 10.3.1 release 10.3 if you're on a passport. And then it talks about here how the update will become available. As we're well aware at this point, unlocked devices that come from uh, BlackBerry World, or excuse me, Shop BlackBerry or Amazon, those are going to be getting those updates first. And it seems like they're focusing at first on classic and passport users to push those updates. Have any of you guys actually received this update over the air, or have you all gone ahead and downloaded it through other means? No, I haven't received it over there. I downloaded it. Uh, I downloaded the latest version um, on my passport. Seven eight. Seven nine eight. Yes, yeah, seven nine eight. Um, and my black uh, my Z thirty is still running six uh, eighty, which I kind of feel like that was a little bit more solid than seven ninety eight. But uh, it's a solid OS overall. Like the turnaround time for them pushing out the update was pretty good. Um, faster than others, and um, I, I was just surprised that they. Like released it this quickly, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah how... I was kind of surprised to actually see it roll out as being an official release too. I mean, yeah. realistically, it doesn't. There's not a ton of huge feature additions there. Mm -hmm. As James just went through, there's not not a ton there. But I do believe that it essentially corrects some of the stuff that was wrong with 10.3.1 as well. Um, so I think that that probably helped push, uh, help make it be the OS that they actually pushed out right now as opposed to waiting a little bit longer uh, but I got uh, I got it officially on my red passport but I still have a shop blackberry black passport that hasn't actually received the update yet which is kind of weird because it's no different I mean is 
The only difference is the color. So right. why doesn't it have it? This is yeah. kind of odd, right? Yeah. That one's probably yeah. refurbished. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's probably not unlocked. No, but My 18 Passport still doesn't have it, so I think that's going to be the big problem is people yes. who, who yeah. are actually on carriers. Like, all of us are celebrating yes. the, 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 the rollout of it, and, you know, it's great that those Shop BlackBerry and Amazon devices have it, but realistically, those, those, those devices weren't the issue. It's the carrier yep. ones that are the issue, and... You know, even with the the update rolling out, if it's not hitting carrier devices, then it's still going to be an issue. No, my my family members who are still on AT and T, they are on ten dot two dot one, and I pick up their phone and it just feels so weird because I feel like I've been on ten dot three for like a year plus now, and it's like whoa, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but you know, some I I was on ten dot three dot two, the the six eight one or whatever on my Z thirty. I was having some really bad um, battery problems for a long time, and I just put on seven nine eight a few days ago, and my battery life is totally fixed now. It's been great, like brand new device. So definitely recommend it. Marco's calling me out so hard for just assuming <laughs> over that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm using Hangouts as a mirror, guys. I I I apologize. <laughs> Alex, I was intently listening to whatever it was you were saying. That's okay. I'm done. That's good. <laughs> there's something there's something that I noticed between the OS releases though. I mean, um, the official release, whatever Alex said it was six eight something, whatever I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, four forty software build. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that one has all of the improvements that Blackberry quoted in their their announcement, right? So it has, like, the BlackBerry Protect. It has the camera improvements and so on and so forth. But Alex just said that he had major battery problems with it. And then when you upgrade it to what is essentially the leaked version, which is the higher release, 7, 8, whatever. 798. Um, yeah, you guys are better at keeping track of numbers than me. <laughs> anyway, that higher version, <laughs> um, it still has all of those things included with it. But realistically... I've gone through these different OSs. Like I have have specific devices that are still remaining on the older OS and the new OS. And let's say, for example, I find that okay, the battery on the lower OS wasn't that great, but it's better on the higher one. But if you go to the lower OS, the camera is better. If you go to the higher <laughs> OS, the camera is crap. So it's like, where's the balance? Like I have this. This supposedly greater OS. You need to have greater. you need to have Bez enabled to have balance. All right? oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I mean, that's that's the thing with it though is that some of these operating systems are really good, and you know they may have one of these things that are, are you know covers all of the bases and everything is working perfectly fine. But then there's another OS out there that people have loaded on their device where there's some variation between them. Like, why is the camera crap on the 7 dot whatever release for me on my passport but it's perfectly fine on the 6 whatever release the lower release I'm like why can't somebody just carry over the exact same settings because it was really good on the previous OS if they can't, so even, if they can't even keep a rolling change log like how do you expect them to keep it internally set right. together right it's just so confusing and I, I realized that I fall under the exception because not everybody is updating their OS to the latest OS that leaked or appeared off of BlackBerry servers or whatever, but 
this is one of those things that I, as a user, notice. Like there, there are inconsistencies between the OS, and right. I, don't, I don't know why that it, it happens like that. Like somebody could have battery problems, and somebody could not have battery problems. Like no, just, this, Alex's problem is actually nothing to do with the OS. <laughs> it's actually the fact that he's on Verizon, and <laughs> they hate BlackBerry so much. That when they built his E30, the wireless charging that they <laughs> that, that actually destroys the battery life of the phone over time by allowing it to overheat. This is this is a true story, <laughs> Alex. Spreading these rumors, people are gonna think it's I true. I read it in the factory forums. No, it's only it's only for Alex's device, though. So. It's this, only this my device. Yeah. <laughs> in every device he's helped seed. <laughs> oh, all, no. all those devices that are now. Such a bad luck. They know. Yeah. No, it, it's Verizon though, right? I mean, they're still on like 10.1. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty bad, yeah. They're going to get the slider and it's going to be great, right, Alex? Right? Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. I, I love busting your chops, man. I hope you uh, you take no, it. I actually I really appreciate Alex. He got <laughs> me on Tinder again. And it was very difficult because for some reason it wasn't quite working. But Alex found like this segue to get. He's like, load this older version and then just update. And I'm like, oh. And now it's working great. So kudos to Alex. I'm gonna get him to do a blog post on Berry Flow, how to get the chicks, and he'll be headlining that one. Showing, of course, oh, how to get Lord. Tinder on your device as well. If, yeah, if you're having issues with Tinder on your device, just message Alex. He's got the hookup. <laughs> At flip four bytes. That's the oh, no. number four. And. Flip. Yeah, you got the rest. Yeah. He's out there. Just just search him. You might have to deal with one of his selfie photos like this though. <laughs> <laughs> or or his or his or or his uh his participation in upstream like <laughs> Oh Alex, we we go so hard on you, but uh we we do appreciate your attendance. Your your sunburn I, I'm sorry. Oh I, I gotta stop going on, man. No, you're good. I I I was in the sun a little bit too much. Yesterday and uh, he fell asleep. His friends threw nachos on him, and then the birds came to wake him up. That's yeah, really <laughs> that's it's the, pretty bad. We're Alex, man. Yeah. So we we got a couple more things I want to talk about, guys. BlackBerry customer satisfaction rising. I mean, Drake started from the bottom. No, you know, like that's where I'm <laughs> like we were we were. It was so low. So like, of course, it's going up, right? Because we have awesome devices. They're getting shot BlackBerry and Digital River together, like it's 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 growing, right? And they're, it's they're only the hardcore feedback. people on it now, though, right? The only people left are hardcore users that actually love BlackBerry. You are maybe. maybe. I think it's it's a little bit of that, but it's a little yeah. bit of uh, you know, that there isn't a fluctuation of BlackBerry ten devices that are out there now. So, yeah, the customers. That's true. Is, yeah, you don't have some legacy with the freaking. Problems and oh, like yeah, it's there's no more spinny clocks. There's no more low yeah. resolution. <laughs> right, it's a legitimate you know rise in BlackBerry 10 devices, and I think people are liking their devices, and they may have issues with them. They call customer service, get them resolved fairly quickly because it isn't like there's uh, tens of millions of BlackBerry 10 devices out there, but. Uh, yeah, so the customer service should be pretty good right now. You know, when you get to, like, iPhone numbers, then it might start to suck. But, um, I, I mean, it's That's something they've highlighted, Darius, and you're, and you're right for mentioning it. The Passport and Classic have gotten awesome reviews everywhere yeah. they're sold, be it on a carrier like Verizon or, or, you know, whatever. It's gotten great reviews. The devices are better. The OS is better. BlackBerry is better, period, right, from where they were. 
some people didn't like their Z10. Some people thought the battery sucked. I don't know why they'd think that, but things are getting better, right? We've got the integrated batteries. They're focusing on what they're good at, and those are some of the things we want from BlackBerry. We want a good keyboard. We want a good screen. We want to be able to have a decent camera, right? We, we want those kinds of experiences with the long battery life, the security, and they're starting to, to really deliver on those things. It's been an upward climb. It really has. What do you guys think this satisfaction rising really is going to mean for BlackBerry long term? This was like an independent third party who's looking at some of the numbers. They're still behind a couple of the top players, right? They were, I think they were behind Samsung and they were behind iOS still. Yeah, they still, they still technically came in fourth place. However, they had the, the highest satisfaction um, increase. Yeah, increase overall throughout the, the time period. from And they started tracking BlackBerry in like 2012 or something like that. That's perfect um, timing. Yeah, it came at the right time when, when newer devices were essentially rolling out and you know people would be would be seeing that specific change in devices between BlackBerry. So, you know, it was good. Yep. And John Chen mentioned this in one of his interviews. He's like, you know, companies go through ups and downs. That's, that's how it is. Microsoft's been there. Microsoft might still be there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Apple was there. They were trading basically for cash value way back when, right? And things change. The market changes and things get more dynamic. I definitely think BlackBerry satisfaction is going to continue to increase as they keep coming out with just these really awesome devices. Devices like the Passport that Darius, me, and, and Blaze will talk about all day just because they're so good, right? And people like, 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 like Alex and Marco will just cry about because they're still on Z30s. <laughs> I think like BlackBerry is gonna remain, you know, in the spot that they're at for a while. It's simple fact because, you know, with Samsung and with Apple, you have places you can walk into. So I think that helps with customer satis- um, satisfaction. Like, you know, it, it you don't necessarily have to do a phone call. If you're in an area and you see an Apple store, you walk in, you get fixed and you're gone. So I think that also helps uh, you know, those two juggernauts uh, stay in the position that they're in. I think if BlackBerry is giving that uh well we've already talked about that so I don't want to harp on it anymore but yeah, check out they, check out the last last episode <laughs> right and by yeah, last you know, it means they, any of the ones previous <laughs> <laughs> but if they gave that ground support you know I, I feel like you know they they probably jump a spot you know so uh, yeah. this is coming from the guy who last upstream was like cursing Blackberry loyalists <laughs> <laughs> no. but they were like they were like I'm surprised nobody string. tried it's to kill us over that though <laughs> really. <laughs> I was totally expecting some hate mail on that one, and I never got nothing. So. I never did. They were all like, you know what, Darius? I appreciate your candidness. I actually got a couple <laughs> of those tweets, and they were like, I'll let him slide on that one. I'll let him slide. I've got, I've got integrity, man. Integrity. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our final topic, guys, of the night, because i got to get back to this Cavs and, and Warriors game. Supposedly it's game two. I, I, I don't know much about it. Supposedly there was overtime yesterday. Warriors <laughs> won. Yesterday. Was it yesterday? Was it? Was it a couple? It was so, it was so like Thursday night. <laughs> if you can tell, I have no idea. But we do have an idea about the potential BlackBerry has moving forward. What about BlackBerry Ten development? Alex, you're a developer. What's on the roadmap from the SDKs? Um, not much from what I've seen. They really it's like aren't... I baited the, the question well, for you. Yeah, we haven't that. seen anything in six months in terms yeah. of the developer roadmaps, right? It's been a while. 
but they've been talking in support forums. There's been some murmurs out there uh, about what may be to come. And there was a statement put in one of the BlackBerry support forums talking about QT development. And it was very interesting. They say basically, you know, we can't talk about what we're building, but we are building. We are invested on this. And we're invested in growth outside of BB10 as well in terms of software services and building it out. So uh, there's something coming, guys. The question is what? How do you jump from a Z30 to a Passport? How do you keep that trend going in a way that is sustainable throughout your device's hardware cycles years out, right? When you want to put a new device every year. Is Passport now a new reference platform just like, um, just like the Z10 is and like the classic Gleep and all those as a reference platform? Do we now have something more solid with the Passport that we can build off of? Maybe they put three gigabytes of RAM and more into the Passport because they want it to be able to handle a new software additive that's going to change up the experience for us. We've talked about this back and forth, guys. I just want to hear your closing thoughts on it. Any of you guys heard about maybe what's coming? Are we going to go all Android? Or is the next OS we're going to get be Android-based? Or is it going to be BB10 on steroids, right, in terms <laughs> of the Android performance? What are some of you guys' thoughts? Do you think it's going to go far left or kind of stay on the path it's going? We've talked about it so much. I mean, realistically, we're not going to know until we see it. But it's like part of part of many of us are hoping that there's better Android support, and we realistically kind of know at this point the only way that's going to happen is by turning more over to an Android operating system because the runtime, you know, even if they did update it to Lollipop, and you know, just even doing that. Keeping a runtime up to date, the fact that we're going to be on Android M soon, and what what are we selling Jelly Bean with this yep. with this runtime? Even just keeping that updated is a whole thing within itself, and then the resources it uses. I just don't know how realistic that is. Um, yeah. Even apps yeah. now are starting to not be available because of the fact that they're targeting yep. a higher API. Yeah, mm -hmm. so they are turning it off for Jelly Bean. Yep, people are that. That's that's interesting. I didn't even connect that. But a lot of people who I've been talking to, you know, they say this isn't in, you know, showing up in the App Store anymore. And it's like I don't know why. Like it's it was for me. And it's like yeah, it's probably saying Jelly Bean is no longer you know supported. You know, you need this and higher. Um, right. That's yeah. The only thing I have to say is that any you would be foolish to think that somebody in Waterloo isn't running a Android-based BlackBerry at this point. Yeah. I think like ten dot four. Chris was just like, <laughs> like I like how he left it. I like how he just left it. Like he just put that on the shelf for you guys. Yes. Right. You can run with it. I'm not saying anything specific. I'm just saying you would. Be I think Bazinga is writing an article right now, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> what are you? Is there anything <laughs> alpha? What? Let me go check. The conference is waiting. Like, watch. Like, next week. Chris, can you talk more about this? Right. right. <laughs> I'm telling you, right, watch. It's going to happen. But I think as far as, like, uh, the, the developer um, thing goes, I really feel like 10.4 has to be, like, that thing. It, it, it has to be. That's what we said about 10.2, 10.3. But, but you know what? I, but because all these last... Uh, updates, right? Since 10.0 have been nothing but what the OS needed, all right? It, it didn't... We, we, we've been playing catch-up. I feel like you finally caught up now, all right? I, I mean, personally. 
but I didn't get excited about like 10.3 when everybody seen like the small UI change. I really didn't get excited about it. It wasn't nothing that impressed me. But I really feel like looking at these other OSs, looking at Material Design and looking at iOS 8 and just the 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 fluid motion of those OSs and not to say anything about BlackBerry 10 because it's very fluid. It's, it's very just intuitive OS. I love it to death, but I feel like it really still needs a huge change. Like, there isn't nothing that pops out to me that is like, ooh, except the productivity and how I'm able to move throughout the OS in terms of messaging and doing X, Y, and Z, whatever. But I really feel like it has to be there. I feel like Google services, some kind of way, needs to be intertwined in this OS, all right? Make it official. Yes, bring up the Android uh, runtime. And, yeah, but... I'd rather them take like another year to give me an update than keep giving me these small things that you're doing to kind of keep up with things. Like you gave me these legacy features that we wanted. Cool. All right, you finally did whatever in the previous OSs. Great. Whatever. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like you've been can't you've been playing catch up. Now it's finally time to pick up and take off. You know what I'm saying? Like Right. Do it's, a, it's been a defensive game, which is what I'm sure the Cavaliers will be playing tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sorry, I keep throwing shade so hard today, but Marco, I want to hear from you, man, because you're a designer, and I appreciate your design input. From an OS perspective, can they get more from Android than they can get from BB10? Darius, basically what Darius was just kind of going on about was that BB10 is very utilitarian, but not very consumer-oriented. It doesn't have pop, it doesn't have glitz and glam, it's very by the book, here it is, it's very simple. Do you think they need some more polish to hype it up a little bit? And do you think that's something that could come in a future update, Marco? I mean, if you're going to go with Android, like Android is really uh, uh, customized oriented. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, as far as the direction that BlackBerry is going, they're going towards the enterprise. I mean, like, like the whole customization, the whole, like you said, the glitz and glamour. It's more consumer side. So I, I don't, I don't know if they would go that way. Um, I would love to be able to customize at least like I, like icon packs. I'm not going to themes anymore because I know that like, uh, that's old legacy stuff. But at least some kind of icons or you know like or at least being able to customize the color like the color scheme of your OS. That would be awesome. Just That'd like sick. you know, uh, just red, blue, yellow, orange, whatever you want. Just like the uh, just the, the color scheme. Um, that would be awesome, and I, I like. I know a lot of consumers would like that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if going Android would help. I mean, I'm pretty sure that would help with that. But I don't know if if it would go that way. I would just get an Android phone, because like, it would be way more customizable. Exactly. That's kind of where it falls, right? It's kind of at that point where. If you've already built this thing, why are you going to kind of shy away from it? Why are you going to cannibalize BB10 for the sake of Android? I think maybe there's some kind of hybridization to come. And I have an article coming, I want to say next week, and it talks a little bit more about some speculation behind what I think may be coming for the future of the Android runtime and the Android player. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be very exciting. Investigative journalism, so to speak. I had to speak with some techies who, who could make some sense of <laughs> how the Android runtime works on BlackBerry 10 and where I they're going with the hardware specs. What, what did you have for us, Chris? Here's just one curious thing, okay? Because 
up until now, we've been talking about the operating systems, and pretty much through every process of BlackBerry 10's existence, we've realized what was coming by the time that an official OS update was released. So, say for example, like you know, 10.1, we knew that 10.2 was coming. You know, all of these things. At this point, what are we looking at? We have 10.3.2 already. And the only thing that we're seeing thus far is higher versions of 10.3.2. There has been no information about anything after 10.3.2 as of yet. So there has to be something happening there. Yeah, the watchdog acquisition. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're, we don't have anything to base it off. We can't say, okay, after 10.3.2, 10.4 is coming or 10.5 is coming, whatever the number may be. You know, there there is no 10.3.8 at this point. There's no 10.3.6. There's nothing. We have no basis of anything at this point except for higher versions of 10.3.2. And, and Chris, I feel like what you're saying should speak volumes. You know? <laughs> the fact that we don't have anything should tell us something, that they're working yeah. on something totally off the books, right? They want this thing to be a surprise when it comes. And they're doing a good job of kind of feeding us this 10.3.2 update is just going to rejuvenate the whole kind of community, right? There's an OS update. It's coming. Something new, blend. It's going to satiate them till the end of the year, and hopefully something new with the slider device. But I want to let everybody know that this episode of Berryful Upstream is sponsored by Courtier. It is a Slack native client for BlackBerry 10. Alex, <laughs> give us the readout, please. So, you know, one thing that I, I've been using a lot is the Android version of Slack, and it actually just got a nice material update. But the one sad part is notifications still don't work. Um, so there's this developer who has made a native Slack client. Um, it's a little bit buggy because I think dealing with the hub is really, really a pain in the butt. Um, and I'm sure many of you have seen apps that you use uh, having very odd hub support. So the one benefit of this is the fact that it is hub support. Sadly, um, I'm not getting hub support with it right now, but a few of my buddies have downloaded it and they have hub support, so it seems to kind of be a 50-50 you know, chance for that, but I'm talking with the developer and I'm trying to give him any input I can for what's happening, what type of device I have, whatever, and he's trying to figure it out. So I do definitely recommend checking it out if you want hub support for Slack, if you use Slack for work. It is $5, yes, but um, it's definitely worth it. It's great to see new apps coming out for big, you know, big, big, big apps. Native ones at that. Yeah. you got to support the yeah. native devs, man. Rock on. You do what you yep. do. Alex, still waiting for the web design cheat sheet update? Get back to me on it. <laughs> I, I really hate you. With that being said, Marco, it's great seeing you. I feel like I haven't seen you in a whole year. It's because I haven't. Darius... <laughs> It's always great to have you on. Your insight is always, always on point. Chris, you bring a lot, man. Maybe you know too much. It worries me sometimes. <laughs> Your head goes sideways, and I'm just like, oh, man, what's he about to drop? And then Alex, of course, keep, keep deving, man. Do what you do. Make money. Webmaster Berry Flow. Get a hat. You're so behind on the... I love this hat. Marco's just... No. You hooked it all up. Hooked it all up. I was just happy to see Marco not pixelated. He's no yeah. longer he's no longer an eight bit <laughs> character on my computer anymore. He's a real human, <laughs> real boy. He's a human. Anyway, guys, I really appreciate having you on. With that being said, next week, Berry Flow downstream. 
This is serious. This is serious <laughs> business. And by serious business, I mean we're going to have a drinking game. You're going to have to get engaged with some posts prior to the stream that are going to set down the rules, the regulations, the fact that you cannot drive and listen to this podcast and drink at the same time, things like that, you know, disclaimers and whatnot. It's going to be a lot of fun. You want to stay in for that. It's going to be a little drinking game for all of us, and there's going to be a little bit of something going on that's going to mix it up in terms of our normal kind of uh, layout and platform here. So definitely check out that native application for Slack that we just mentioned. Guys, I will see you all next Sunday. All right.